This episode is brought to you by Smart Food. There are a bunch of ways to be smart during the holiday season. Getting the shopping done early, not seating your aunt next to your mom, and snacking on Smart Food popcorn. It's Air Pop popcorn tossed in delicious white cheddar cheese or sweet and salty kettle corn. You are what you eat. Welcome to the Smart Club. Shop now at snacks.com. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Welcome to the Impact Zone. Uh, this is Russell Wolf's Impact uh, Wrestling podcast uh hosted by damien gibson uh that's me hey guys i just want to say uh thank you for supporting us doing this podcast uh it automatically became our uh second highest downloaded show for the month in a week um and as really like helped boost our, our listenership even more uh so I wasn't sure whether people would be into us sort of expanding um, and doing shows about more uh, wrestling, you know, more Forbidden Door. I suppose we could call it the Forbidden Dooraverse uh, and doing more uh, sort of recaps and reviews of, of those shows. And on the back of that, I think we'll probably start moving into New Japan um, now as well because there's definitely an audience for it. Uh, just to, you know, I don't want to go into numbers too much because I don't want, you know, but um, we're getting just as many listeners for the Impact show as we are for the AEW show. So, um, yeah, amazing. So, thank you for supporting the show. That's um, that's really cool. Let's get into it. I thought the format we could do is the first half, uh, we'll just quickly go through the uh, recap of the show. And then I'll, um, in the second half after the ads, we'll go through... Um, you know, everything, uh, you know, the highlights and lowlights of the show. Uh, so, we started the we started the show with On and No More, uh, Mike Bennett and Matt Tavern uh, taking on the Good Brothers for the Tag Team Championships. Uh, Tavern and Bennett won with a Protem, uh, Protem, Proton Pack uh, in a good 15-minute match. Uh, I'm going to give everything a, f- a star rating. So, I gave this four stars. Um, it's, yeah. So, well, yeah, uh, we had a Killer Kelly promo. Her uh, vignette promos are fantastic. I, I gave this three and a half stars out of five. Um, essentially, her sort of talking about the, imp- the pun intended, the impact that she's made since she's arrived at Impact Wrestling. There was, uh, we cut to a backstage promo of Honor No More. There's this continual um, uh, Eddie Edwards PCO drama, which... I enjoyed, and there was more to it than than that. There was kind of you know, celebrations because the the tag boys had won, um, and uh, Maria Canellas uh, announced that she was going to go out with Kenny King for the for the X Division match that was up next. The Edwards PCO stuff, I don't know. I don't know if it's working because uh, Eddie Edwards comes across like. Uh, uh, 
an idiot. Like the, he's not watching the product. And that's always a bad thing with booking when you as an audience are like, well, PCO, there isn't anything. You keep coming into these promos and saying, we can't trust PCO. Essentially saying he's going to turn face eventually. But there's been nothing on screen that has really warranted that. Everything that they've asked PCO to do, he's done. So, I think they could probably fine tune that a little bit. You need to show, not tell. Um, and I think that's probably something that Impact is a little guilty of at times. Where And, and this episode is a big example of that with this just so much exposition done through promos. And I, I love, pro- I almost love promos more than I love the, the wrestling itself. So, that's not usually a problem for me. But I think people can get a bit bored when people are just talking uh, at you. You need to see the bad guys being bad. You need to see the good guys being good. Anyway, it, overall, it was still a great promo and uh, I gave it three, three and a half stars. Next up, we have Mike Bailey versus Kenny King for the X Division belt match. So, really off the top here, we're, we're getting a tag team championship match. We're getting an X Division uh, belt match. Uh, this was three stars. I was actually expecting big things from this match. It didn't really hit the heights that I thought it was going to. There was a lot of gaga um, ref bumps happening. It was all to set up um, Speedball Mike Bailey winning. A second ref came. Well, actually, Kenny King got the pin through nefarious circumstances with Maria Canales helping out. There were two refs in the ring because the first one had been knocked out. He noticed that um, and then overturned the second referee's decision. See, it's already sounding convoluted, me just telling you guys what happened, uh, which led to to Mike Speedball Bailey getting the pin and retaining his um, X Division match. But it, it feels like there's more to this. That uh, It feels like they're probably going to put all the belts on on and more at some point to, to build them up as like the monster heel faction in the, uh, in the organization. Um, and now with the Good Brothers losing... You assume that they're doing work in Japan uh, at the moment. You assume that Bullet Club will only be Ace Austin and Chris Bay, um, which doesn't really lend itself to being the heel faction that the Bullet Club has been previously. I mean, Jay White's been on Impact. and um, So, it, it makes sense from a, from a roster standpoint that that's what they're doing. Um, but I think just to give it that bump, because the Bullet Club comes with that brand name, right? Um so anyway, all up, this was three stars. It felt a bit messy at times. It's some. It's something that impact. Uh, it's not really their fault, but when these things happen on how, like, I don't know. It's maybe it's my own thing that I like associate these kind of uh, screwy finishes with WWE, and that leaves a bad taste in my mouth whenever I think about it. Um. But yeah, I just ref bumps and stuff, man. Especially when you've got two great workers like Bailey and King. And I suppose if you're going to have that great match, you're going to have it on a, on a pay-per-view or a premium event, as everybody seems to be calling them. Uh, but yeah, just expected more and it didn't hit the heights that I thought it was going to. Uh, now we get about 17 promos in a row, so sit tight. Brian Myers does a promo, speaks to Scott Demore, wants his belt back. That's the digital championship uh, that's been stolen by Gujar. Uh, Scott Demore, there's some good banter here between Demore and Myers. Demore essentially um, convinces uh, uh, Brian Myers that he should go and get his own belt back. And as soon as he turns around, he gets trucked by Gujur. Uh, this I gave this three and a half stars out of five. I thought this was really good stuff. Myers and Demore have great 
chemistry. Um, it's kind of weird, right, that Brian Myers isn't being used more. Um, you know, he's got he, – he is well-known, like, from WWE, obviously, but also yeah, him and Cordona's um, – Podcast is quite successful, so you would think that they would kind of try and um, squeeze as much juice out of out of that as possible. I don't know whether it's a thing where Myers is like, "Look, man, I, you know, I'm getting on a little bit. I don't want to be bumping around <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> you know, I'll come down, I'll do some promos and stuff, and I'll wrestle on the pay per views." But um, you know, I mean, that very well could be the case. But I, I, you could use him more in spots that aren't in the ring. Um, I know they've used him on commentary a little bit, but uh, he's, uh, I don't know, he's a talent. He needs to be used more. Uh, next up, we've got a Decay promo. Two and a half stars for this one. Uh, they decide that Jessica's going to go to ringside with uh, Taya, Taya Valkyrie next week. Um, and uh, Rosemary doesn't seem overly convinced. Uh, but uh, Taya Valkyrie versus Chelsea Green's happening next week, so that's something to look forward to. Next promo, Aussie Open appear out of nowhere. Fresh off their loss against the Elite on Dynamite on Wednesday night. Got to keep it kayfabe, brother, brother. And um, uh, they're an impact. They're going to wrestle uh, Bullet Club next week, Ace Austin and Chris Bay. Um, this was fine. Two and a half stars. I try really hard not to mark Aussies down for hearing an Aussie accent. Paul and I have spoken about that at length of how it kind of grates a little bit. Um, but that's our stuff. That's the cultural cringe down here in Australia. Uh, next up, we get another promo. I, I like this transition. It went from the Aussie Open interview across to Moose and Steve Macklin bitching to each other backstage again. Uh, this is just building up the barbed wire match against um, Sammy Callahan. I almost went to say Sammy Zayn there for a second. Um, at uh, Bound for Glory. Again, two and a half stars. Two and a half stars is my- It, it sounds harsh, but two and a half stars is the middle, you know? So, if it's, if it's good, two and a half stars. Um, next up, we got uh, Mickey James. She'd been building up for weeks that this was going to be some sort of retirement speech. Um, and she comes out and the first half of it is a retirement tease. Um, and then she essentially says, I'm not retiring anytime soon. Um, essentially, she kind of announced that she's going on one last run and impact. Um, <laughs> maybe. Uh, we'll talk about this more after the break. But- um, yeah, two starts for this. Uh, next up, another promo. We've got Josh Alexander doing an interview. Um, he's talking about Eddie Edwards. Eddie Woods, Edwards comes into the interview uh, to talk to him about his offer of joining on and no more um, and raises some good points. And you can see that Josh Alexander is listening to him. And then Heath comes in out of nowhere and attacks Eddie. Uh, Heath then tries to apologize to Josh Alexander for cutting him off last week and interviewing this interview, uh, interrupting this interview. And uh, Josh Alexander doesn't want anything to do with this. Um, hinting at maybe a possible heel turn for Josh Alexander down the road. Um, three and a half stars for this. Loved all of it. Uh, Heath, again, is another one of those guys who has a decade of experience in WWE more, you know, um, and you know, say what you like about WWE, and I do. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, you know, the the sheer workload that those guys have to go through when they work there does produce a, a professional, at the very least, performance. Heath, Brian Myers, these guys, these are guys that, uh, 
need to be on screen more um, to keep you interested in impact. Not, not that you know the people are switching off or anything like that, but you've just got these people, so they should be utilized a little bit more. And Heath did some great work here with Josh Alexander. So uh, three and a half stars for all of this. Then we got Alexane versus uh, Mascara Dorado. Uh, Dorada gets the win here. The crowd are not happy. I thought the match overall was about three and a half stars. Both really good in-ring workers. Ali Sane had a massive best of the Super Juniors tournament in New Japan. Uh, God, that finished up maybe four or five weeks ago now. Um, No, it would have been longer than that because G1 Climax happened. Anyway, um, it hasn't... I, you know, I mean, obviously, people who are running wrestling promotions know more about wrestling than I do. I'm not an idiot. I understand that. I just wonder, like, you know, Alex Hain's hot. He's a hot property in Japan. And the first thing he does when he comes back to America is does a job for one of the guys that used to be in Lucha House Party. I just don't know. I mean, I'm sure they've got plans for him eventually. I hope they do. Um, because if they don't, Alex Hain is... A hundred percent a talent that um, uh, AW should be looking at, uh, and then we finished up with uh, Diana Perazzo versus uh, Marisha Slamovich. Slamovich gets the win here and is the number one contender for the women's championship. Uh, and she'll face Jordan Grace at Bound for Glory. Um, Grace comes to the ring, offers her a contract for the belt match. So this all finished really well. I'll give this three and a half stars out of five. The in-ring work was about two and a half stars, maybe two. There was some really sloppy wrestling, especially on behalf of uh, Diana Perazzo. Getting late to spots, you know, um, clotheslines that are just miles away, just slow. She just, I don't know if she's injured at the moment or, or what's happening, but she just didn't seem uh, on track. I haven't seen a lot of Slamovich's in-ring work because her, She's essentially been squashing people for the last three months. So, not sure who is at fault here. I don't usually talk about in-ring work that much unless it's super noticeable and it was in this match. It just wasn't just wasn't up to scratch. But they managed to pull it out. Chelsea Green's work around the ring really helped to pull it out. Um, the result is the correct one. I thought for a second that maybe Dona Perazzo was going to be put over again. Um, I think we've probably had enough of Perazzo as champion for a bit. Um, and, yeah, Slamovich, Slamovich versus Grace at Bound for Glory is something I'm interested in. I'm interested in seeing that match. I wouldn't have been interested in seeing Grace versus Perazzo. So, um, a good episode. Good episode overall. There was a big chunk of promos in the middle there that kind of sagged a little bit. Um, but the matches themselves were actually really good. Um, cool. Well, we'll take a quick break there um, and uh, we'll be back with my highlights and lowlights uh, after these messages. The wait is almost over. A new football season is about to begin. Get ready for the NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a calm miss offer If you bet $5 on any football game, you will get $200 in free bets instantly. One more action for opening night. Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's called Get Up 7. You win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice. And if your team leads by seven points at 
any time during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. I wouldn't be telling you guys about this if they weren't. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, so we'll get into my uh, low light first. Uh, my low light is the Mickey James promo. I just... These retirement angles, um, you know, and we had a similar sort of thing right at the beginning of Punk's um, promo on Dynamite this week. And it just, it just feels like a really cheap pop machine because you're really playing with the fans emotions i know there would be people who's like duh that's their job but i just it feels lazy to me it feels like lazy storytelling and the second half um of the equation of like well mickey james is now having an open challenge and essentially it's setting up that she's going (laughs) to essentially run through the whole roster and then have a uh, a match against jordan grace which uh, me personally, I would hope that she puts Grace over. But now it's this thing of like, well, if she doesn't put Grace over. That's it. She's not wrestling anymore. And, um, you know, if, if that is her retirement match, great, fine. But I just sort of walked away from this promo more confused than anything. I, I didn't feel I didn't walk away going, oh, great. Um you know, um, sorry, that was just uh, Matthew Cafe uh, messaging me about Kevin Kelly messaging us on Twitter, which is a big deal for us here at WrestleWolf today. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, I just didn't feel anything other, other than confusion. It's like, well, you're not retiring. You're doing this open challenge. It is obviously going to culminate in a championship match, probably against Jordan Grace. So then that kind of takes away from the main event storyline, which is that Slamovich is taking on Jordan Grace at Bound for Glory. So it almost wipes that away completely of like, well, there's no point in watching that because Grace will be taking on Mickey James at the next pay-per-view. Um, and then it's also like, well, if you're having an open challenge and you're going to go and you're saying in your promo that you're going to go through the whole locker room, that can take a really long time. Is that three months? Is that six months? So all of this, the last week and two weeks on social media talking about like, ah, you know, it's been a great career. It's been this. And then, you know, 10-minute promo saying the same thing. All of this just feels lazy, you know. And it could have been improved just by coming out saying, look, um, you know, I'm not going to lie to you guys. The last couple of weeks, I've genuinely had some thoughts about retirement. That's not going to happen you know, baiting people into watching the show because Mickey James might retire. I don't know. I don't like that. It's not something that I've seen impact do a lot of. And I, I would hope that it wouldn't be done uh, again much in the future because it's um, just feels cheap. Uh, my highlight uh, was the tag match 
at the beginning. I think it's good for the good brothers to, to give up the belts, uh, to put over uh, Bennett and, and uh, Tavern. Tavern. Um, and I just thought the match was good. I just really, uh, I just really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, I thought it was a big match at the beginning of, of an episode to keep people watching. I just thought all of it was good. It continues this storyline of uh, Honor No More, which last week I was saying, you know, some things would need to happen to keep me interested in Honor No More. Um, well, that happened this week. <laughs> We've got some tag belts put on their tag team. We've got some um, Kenny King in the, the X Division um, championship picture. So he's not going to go away after the, the sort of, you know, screwy finish that happened in that match. Uh, so I'm interested again, even the, even the um, Eddie Edwards PCO storyline, which I have criticized in the past, but uh, on this episode, <laughs> I criticized it, but I am still interested to see where that goes. And I think it's got the ability to be a really good story. It just needs to be tweaked a little bit. We need to see why we need to see why Eddie Edwards doesn't trust PCO. We're not saying that. Um, but anyway, besides that, the, the highlight was, was that tag match. It, it was, um, it was great to see those guys win like in, in an outside kayfabe, um, you know, if, if we could talk non-kayfabe for a second, uh, you know, Mike Bennett's been through a lot. Um, you know, he is a recovery. He's a guy who's in recovery. Um, he got treated like absolute dirt on screen in WWE. He was one of those guys that for some reason Vince just wanted to make an example of. You know, you think Dolph Ziggler, you think Sami Zayn, you think just people that are continuously... Maybe not Dolph Ziggler, but definitely Sami Zayn. Mike Bennett, 100%, was essentially a cuckold on WWE television. And for him to have to just put, you know, I mean, I know it's acting and stuff, but for him to have to put up with that shit and then go to Ring of Honor and then Ring of Honor collapses and not knowing what's happening, you know, for him to get to the point where he's a, a champion on on the third biggest promotion in, in the US is great for him. That's... Um, you know, you've got to be happy for for those kind of personal stories. So, and I'm sure him and Maria are, are very happy right now, uh, doing some good work and earning some cash, and that's what it's all about, right? Um, all right, well, we're going to leave that there, guys. Thank you so much for uh, going with us on this. Um, yeah, like I mean, just the amount that's increased the listenership shows us that there is a there is a thirst for. People to cover what we care about as wrestling fans, not just what's going to get the most amount of clicks and revenue for people. Um, and that's what we want to posit ourselves as here at WrestleWolf. We want to be the home of alternative wrestling for alternative wrestling fans. So you'll get all the AEW, all the Impact, all the New Japan news. Um, you know, if we end up expanding, maybe we'll move into GCW and and some English promotion. Who knows? Who knows what the future holds? But um, for us to be able to do this, take this chance for you guys to go with us was was really cool. So thank you so much for that. If you feel like we deserve it, you can help us out by rating and reviewing our podcast, especially on Apple Podcasts, makes a huge difference. Gets us out to even more people, um, which does allow us to do more content. The more we get out to people, the more we can go to the network and get more resources um, and uh, and do more things. So. Thank you very much. Until next week, 
uh, look after yourself and uh, I'll see you in the impact zone.